Grito Serpentino on the X-Men's Oldie Show. Another Firme Sunday Cruising inside your radio. Thank you so much for listening. And I promise my special in-studio guest today going to be talking about the 53rd Chicano Park Day celebration, which is happening next weekend. I want to welcome Rigo Reyes. Chicano Park Steering Committee member, uh, Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center board member, Amigos Car Club uh, coordinator as well, and Lucas uh, Cruz. He's the chair of Chicano Park Steering Committee, board member of the Chicano Park Museum as well, and Donatine uh, Sanchez. I love her. Vice chair of Chicano Park Steering Committee, Chicano Park Museum consultant, and welcome to the radio show. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, uh, Javier. Once again, thank you for this opportunity. You know, I love having you on because I think people need to understand what the celebration means. To me, it is sacred. I'm not from San Diego, but it, this place has always been a sacred place for me. Coming to San Diego, I would always stop by there. And so it means a lot to me. And to know the history, I think, is so important that people understand what this park is all about. If you could kind of reach back and tell us what the celebration is all about. I definitely will, uh, Javier. But first, I'd like to acknowledge the people that are here with me, in a sense, because I think uh, this is a very important legacy or the falling of a legacy. You know, uh, Lucas Cruz being the chair now, uh, of course, his grandmother was a longtime uh, activista and also uh, the chair of, Ch of, the, of Chicano Park, stewards of Chicano Park. And uh, Tonantzin also comes from parents that have been longtime activists, the daughter of Chunky and Isabel Sanchez. And uh, I think it's a, good, it's a good moment in a sense as far as passing the torch to the youth. As you may know, people in my generation were slowly disappearing. And just to have these youth, and plus the other guests that are here today, all these youth, to me really warms my heart in a sense that uh, knowing that where everything's landing. It's so in good hands. It's in good hands. Having said that, you know, I like to pass it over to, to, to Lucas as the chair that he could talk basically about the history of the parque. And maybe after that, we could talk to you about the car show or, or any other uh, details that we might want to touch upon. Yes, welcome to the show, Lucas. I know. Thank you. Thank you. So Chicano Park, Chicano Park is the jewel of Aslan. You know, Chicano Park was taken over in April 22nd, 1970 by a community that was fed up of the injustices they faced. You know, the community had been dissected by the freeway. It was dissected by the bridge. And at that time, they didn't ask anybody for public input if they wanted this or not cutting through the community. So when the community started asking for a park, you know, the city said, yeah, sure, we'll give it to you. But on April 22nd, when a brown beret by the name of Mario Solis is going by and sees the construction happening, he asked them, hey, what are you guys making? And they said, we're making a highway patrol station. So when that caught wind, word spread like wildfire. And before you knew it, there's about 300 people down there taking back the park. And when we say take it over, I mean taking it over. For 12 days, that occupation lasted. People were arrested. People were harassed by the police. But they stood their ground because they knew that they had to. You know, the community was tired. They were tired of the injustices they faced. They were tired of the police, the way they were treating them. They were tired of the city telling them what they have to do and what they have to accept. And with that spirit of self-determination, 53 years later, we're here and the park has expanded all the way to the bay, like the goal that was set forth from 1970, that 17-year fight. You know, and we have to mention Ronnie Trujillo's name in that, leading that, that committee, the all the way to the bay committee. You know, and the artists, you know, helping spread to the Placita area, do their artwork. And even going now, we're looking towards how do we spread towards the community, you know, and spreading down there towards Our Lady of Guadalupe. But with all these expansions, you know, this park has seen struggle after struggle. And, you know, to this day, we still have to fight. And we're thankful for, like Rigo shared, the youth guests that we have here, too. There's, there's so many um, uh, stories to tell about the park. and so many people that were involved in, in, in the park. And it goes back 53 years. And, uh, and, it, and, and this park, to me, is, like I said, it's sacred, but it's world famous. Everyone knows about this park. 
Uh, for those people who don't know why it's famous, if you could explain to it uh, or us to why, why people know it from around the world. They know it because it was taken over, one. You know, when that takeover happened, the word spread throughout Aslan, and we see other developments happening. And this was at the time of the Chicano movement, you know, where it was at its height. You know, the Chicano movement was still happening. But with that, at that height, we start seeing other takeovers happening. You know, in Denver, they had to take over La Raza Park. They had to take over Mestizo Park, La Alma Park. Down the line, we have other parks getting activated and formulated. But with that, in the park, it's become a hub, a hub for our Chicano culture. So every year, we have an annual commemoration. And we stress the word commemoration because we're commemorating a revolutionary act that took place in this community. So with that commemoration and then the artwork that has spread since 1973 when the first murals went up, and now we're at about, I think, over 100 murals and sculptures within the park. But with the art, with the culture, with the activism, it's drawn a lot of people into the community. And it's funny because, you know, more often than not, most people never wanted to go down to the community. But now with the National Historic Landmark status that was put forth by Manny Galavis and Josie Talamantes, with the uh, cultural district resig- uh, recognition that we received from the state of California, you know, those are other draws that have happened. But for us... You know, well, at least myself, I like to believe that it's because we feel like we're the hub of Chicanismo. Once again, we're speaking with uh, Rigo Reyes, uh, Lucas Cruz, uh, Donald Cien, Sanchez, all part of the Chicano Park Steering Committee. uh, And this is all volunteer. This is all, no one gets paid, right? Correct, correct. You're, you're so right. And thank you for emphasizing that, Javier. I think it's important to people to know it because, I mean, we get, we get critiques. We get, you know, everybody and their grandmother kind of yelling at us or whatever without acknowledging that all the people... All the event is put together by volunteers. None of us get a penny. And and uh, that needs to be stressed, and people need to understand and respect that. And uh, having uh, following up a little bit as far as Lucas was saying, I think it's so important in the hub. The whole historical hub is very, very key, particularly the way Chicano Park is today. A lot of people, everybody wants to come and see, admire the, the, the beautiful paintings, the, the colors, and so forth. And that's be- that's beautiful. But you want to ask them or tell them about history, and they don't really care about that, you know. And, and that's that's so so so. How can I put it? It's so painful in a sense because they 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 like to admire the beauty, but you want to let's talk about the history, how how it got there. People don't care, unfortunately, and that's something that we're striving for as as a committee and also as the museum. Uh, we need to educate our people. We need really need to educate because otherwise, once we're gone, those stories are gonna be gone. So it's very important for us to tell those stories. And, and that's exactly why I want you, uh, I invited you to come on the radio show because I can't stress that enough how important it is of the history of Chicano Park. Yes, the beauty's there, the, the lowriders are there, right. but there is, there is a, a strong history of people who were suppressed and, and they, they made this park with their shovels, with their picks, with their families, with their friends. The community came together. It, it, it was, it was a, uh, like you said, an organization of people that just said, we're done with this. Let's let's do our park. And, and to hear about people who getting arrested uh, for those days out there in the park. I mean, there's some strong history there. We should be proud of that. It, it definitely is. And the park is actually our textbook. It's our history book. And and, and should be treated as such and respected as such. Once again, we're speaking with uh, Rigo Reyes, uh, Lucas Cruz, and uh, Donald Cien, all part of the Chicano Park Steering Committee. Next uh, Saturday is the big event a 53rd Chicano Park Day uh, commemoration, and, and we stress that enough. But remember, this is all all volunteer, and, and that and like I've been going since I got here in, in, in 2000. So to see all these people come together uh, to volunteer, how many volunteers uh, make this day a, a, a great celebration? 
You know, there's a lot of network that happens prior to the event that people don't see. Uh, meetings, about meetings, and Lucas could, could vouch for that with the city, with the different departments of the city, with the, with the insurance, with uh, anything you can think of to get it to the point of the, of the 22nd of this particular year. The day of, there's approximately probably over 100, 120 more or less volunteers throughout the day that help out as far as security, as far as the different stages that, that, that are going to be happening this year. Uh, so overall, uh, there's, there's about 120 official volunteers plus many, many other supporters that also support on the way. All right. What should people expect the day of the celebration? What you can expect is you're going to have the, we're going to start off with an opening blessing. Thank you to Stan and Hector who always have been doing that for the past couple of years for us. We're also going to have different musical performances on all three of the stages. We're going to have cultural performances for Bella Flocorico. We're going to have the Danza Azteca ceremony this year. But what I really people want want people to see is that the youth and their involvement in this. You know, we're going to have some youth MCs this year on the kiosco helping out with that. We have some of the youth performers on the community stage. And this year the flag will be raised by some of the youth in this community. And this year's theme is kindling the new fire. You know, last year we just held the new fire ceremony, which was the first time it was done on this side of the border in Aslan. You know, this ending of a generation, ending of an era and the starting of the new fire. And it's this responsibility that we're passing on to the kids that they know that in 52 years, they're going to have to carry that ceremony on again and keep that cultura going and keeping that tradition going and that ceremony going. So I just also want to shout out some of the kids that are here with us. We have the Aslan Youth Brigade. We have Raquel Esquivias and Bianca, and we have Trey Simmons over here, and they're all three have been donating and volunteering their time with us, you know, and we're trying to get them trained up so we can hand the reins over, you know, just like the generation before myself did. Is is there a lot of pressure for you as the, uh, the new generation to be part of the celebration, be part of the park and the museum? Because those are two different entities that you guys are volunteering for every day to, to make things happen in our community. Yeah, it's a um, constant battle to find balance while still um, having to maintain our composure at all times and know that it's bigger than us as individuals. We're in it for a greater cause. We're in it for not just our families, but our community, which in essence is is our family. Like Lucas grew up in the park. He's raised there, you know, and I just want to acknowledge um, all the work that his grandmother did. Tomasa Camarillo. On top of that, previous uh, board members that held positions, you know, like um, Tina Camarillo, his sister Felicia, the roles they played. Jesse Costancio, um, just all the work that goes into this. I commend this man to my right of me. Like, there's so much that he does that people do not see. And I'm grateful that he's in the position that he's in because this is a heavy load to carry. And there's a lot of work and planning that goes into it. And I just want people to know that, you know, we do it for them. We do it to help preserve the sacredness like you said of the park it is a very sacred place and that's something that we want to preserve we want to make sure we stay away from the over commercialization of it there's enough gentrification going on in barrio logan you know all around it so us as stewards of the park we make it our priority to make sure that we teach people the history while they come into the park they need to know that this isn't just a backdrop this isn't just something to use for a TikTok, for a promotion. This is people's lives, blood, sweat, and tears. People have died in that park, for that park. And that's something that we need to remember and hold sacred.
Absolutely. Once again, the 53rd Chicano Park Day celebration happening uh, next weekend. Can you give us a time of when it's all going to open up and what to expect besides we, we we did a little rundown of the stage, but uh, what time should we uh, prepare to go to this event? And, and do you have any advice in finding parking and things like that? Yeah, uh, parking, good luck. We'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near around there. Take a Uber. Take a lift. Public transportation. Public please. transportation. Have those kids use those pronto cars that they get for free. <laughs> you know, I would say get a lift or an Uber, maybe the 12th and Imperial or the Harbor Side. Catch that trolley ride in. Walk in. There will be no parking available for people that are just coming to enjoy the day. Um, we do have limited parking already that we do have to allocate for our um, not just our performers, but our immediate volunteers. And so we do ask that people try not to drive into that area, not even within a certain block radius of it, because you will be delaying our performers that have to get there. We have people coming in from out of town. Uh, we do have full schedules on all three stages. Again, we'll have the kiosco activated with Carnalismo, DJ Rambo. We'll have the music stage up there with Louis Ontiveros and Betty Bang spinning up there. And across the way at the Placita, we'll have DJ Huicho Flores, a.k.a. Dale Gas, with a full um, lineup over there as well. Now, this is a bigger footprint than than from three years ago, right? Yeah, we had to just because we know that people have been anticipating, you know, the Chicano Park Day commemoration. You know, we haven't had it for three years. With that, you know, myself, I'll just share, I've been getting calls from the, all throughout Aslan, but even from Italy. People wow. from Italy are calling me saying, hey, is the car show happening? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming down, you know, so come on down and, and celebrate and commemorate with us, you know. But, yeah, we had to expand for safety. Wow, and it, so it's going to be stretching not only Chicano Park, but the, you just added that other stage with uh, DJ Weicho, and then it, it, is it going to go anywhere else? Yeah. So, yeah, our footprint will be the, the Placita area and the park itself. There is an event that we're working in collaboration with one of the local nonprofits, All for Logan. It's uh, honoring Chicano Park, the 53-year struggle, and they're organizing it down there. And I'd encourage people to go check it out because there will be history on display. You know, and for us, that's one of the biggest things. We do not want the history to get lost. And we're thankful that we've been able to build this relationship with some of the businesses down there where they're willing to put the history at the forefront. Once again, we're speaking with uh, Rigo Reyes, uh, Lucas Cruz, and Donatine Sanchez. Rigo, I want to talk about the cars. How long have has Lowriders been a part of Chicano Park? Uh, the Lowriders have been involved from the very get-go, from the beginning. They were there doing the takeover. Uh, they weren't as organized as, as, as they are today, uh, but they were there. And throughout the celebrations or the commemorations, uh, uh, in, in the in the 70s, particularly in the in the early 70s, it was a very informal gathering. People just showed up and whatever, whatever, whatever you wanted to park, you park, you know, by, on your own. It wasn't until about probably 1979, 78, 79 that we started getting together as far as doing a more organized event, a more organized in the sense that uh, they're doing more like an exhibition, a more formal exhibition. And uh, it's, it's grown it's grown since then. You know, actually, we have I've grown the event already. Uh, space wise, I mean, how many how many vehicles are expected? We have three hundred and fifty vehicles that have been registered, and that's because that's all we can fit. But uh, each each year, I mean, we res we're respecting everybody that registered in two thousand twenty. Therefore, there's a lot of upset people that uh, that want that want to go, that want to participate, but uh, there's just no space. We have to honor those people that were registered back three years ago. So that having said that, you know, uh, uh, we have our grown. Like I said, we usually sell out. Within the first week, I think uh, the 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 shortest time we we sold I think is in two days, 
So every two two days and a week is usually sold out. Wow. So, so yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's it's a major event. Everybody everybody wants to be there, you know, and and we we truly appreciate that. We we definitely honor and 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 really honor the support that the people have for us, and not just as as a, as a car show itself. And I think that's important to also to understand that the event itself. A lot of people call it the car show, but it's, it's more a car exhibition. But it's actually the event is totally organized. Primarily organized by the Chicano Park Steering Committee. Amigos and all the other organizations are just supporters of that. But the main entity that's behind this is the Chicano Park Steering Committee. And therefore, we need to respect that and honor that. Absolutely. Uh, I always get calls like, can I get in? Is your way? I'm like, I'm sorry, no. Can I bring my car even just because I'm not in? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and actually. It's a, it's a tough place to park. It is. It is. And this is going to be a bit tougher because uh, as I think we stated, we stated uh, uh, National Avenue is going to be closed also. So we're shutting down Logan and National. So people that are kind of used to cruising or, or, you know, good luck. Good luck. It's, uh, traffic-wise, is going to be chaotic. It's chaotic as it is already. Right, but this time around it's gonna be a little bit more chaotic. So yeah, definitely, we're encouraging also, and and people be be good and notify the people that are uh, that are gonna be taking part on the on the car car show exhibition. Uh, we're asking them actually to show up earlier, mainly because we need to get the the cars in because we also have to cater to the vendors. Absolutely. So. That's that's a lot, that's a lot of work. That's, that's a, a lot of work. Yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. We're gonna get up and yes, sir. <laughs> and just to touch as well, Javier, um, as far as the street closures, you know, our permit for Chicano Parkside will cover from Cesar Chavez Parkway on Logan Avenue, all the way to Evans, and then from Cesar Chavez um, on National Avenue to where the five freeway exits off. That's where our permit will stop, and then the all for Logan. Um, street closure will pick up the Logan Avenue side from Evans Street down to Sampson. So even if people are thinking, oh, we'll come down the Logan Avenue side, well, this year they're going to have that side, you know, closed down, like we said, to help create a safety bu- buffer, you know, a, a place where once people are tired of bumping shoulders in the park, they could kind of break away without having to go too far, get a breath of fresh air, check out the shops on Logan Avenue, you know, um, as well as the educational pieces. Like Lucas stated, that we'll have set up up and down Logan Avenue. And even not just stopping where the street closure goes, we'll ha- also have educational pieces stretched all the way down to the end of Logan Ave where um, Libelola Books is. All right. That, that, that's a fun-filled day of uh, Chicanismo, and I'm super excited about Carnalismo. it. And, and And so glad that it's coming back. You know what? Three years, and now number four, it was, this will be the, what? This will be the third year. Third year. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, once again, Abrigo Reyes, uh, Lucas Cruz, Donald uh, Sin, thanks for stopping by the radio show. Is there anything you want to add today? I just hope that, you know, people that come down to the event, that you leave with that spirit at Chicanismo, you know, and that you leave with that spirit at Chicano Park. Because in the last couple of years, the biggest complaint I heard was like, oh, man, it's just online stuff. It's just online stuff. Like, so what? You know, the point at Chicano Park Day is for you to take that spirit into your community and start organizing and activating the space as it should be. You know, there's plenty of parks that can be activated. It doesn't have to be a Chicano park. We encourage other people and other communities to start building up within and start teaching that spirit of self-determination to our kids so we can start building our own mass movement to start creating our educational system, start creating our own forms of welfare, just like the people before us did. You know, the people take for granted the fact that we can speak Spanish in school now. People take for granted the fact that we can go to school. You know, and people have to remember that everything has been a struggle. And if it wasn't for the people before us, even if you want to take it back 500 years plus, some of the traditions that we still carry, 
if these people didn't fight to keep those things there for us and keep this sacredness going, we would have nothing. You know, we'd just be another one in the melting pot. Policy? Um, a key word, commemoration. I know a lot of people want to look at it as a, you know, a big old party, and it's bigger than that. We're commemorating 53 years, struggle, fighting. 53 years that our elders before us, you know, some of them who aren't here anymore, like my father, Chunky Sanchez Presente, you know, um, they would love to be here to see this, to enjoy it. So we have to, we owe them a lot. Everybody that's not here for this moment that wishes they could be, that struggled and fought so that we could be here, even for us to be right here in this position talking to you today. Um, we have to honor that. We have to preserve it. And once again, keep this space sacred. Um, and before I go in the spirit of my dad, you know, I got to give some shout outs, <laughs> you know, all the way from Encano, Radio Drive, down Imperial, 94 West, back to Logan Heights. Shout out to everybody right there in the park, holding it down for us when they're not there. Um, to our houseless brothers and sisters right there that help out on the daily. We love you guys. We respect you. To all the homeboys and homegirls right there in the park. We love you guys. And come on down this Saturday, April 22nd, marking 53 years. We got three years to make up for. It's going to be a beautiful day. Come with good energy. Make sure you wear good socks and get ready to do <laughs> some walking and have a good time. All right, Rigo? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, once again, a uh, big shout out to Amigos Car Club. Uh, I've been a member since 46 years, one of the co-founders. Uh, this year's celebration or, or this year's car show uh Exhibition is dedicated to a few fallen brothers that recently passed away. Henry, Henry, Kiko, Royball, Wisconsin Paz, and uh, Eric Drifter uh, Gomez, Wisconsin Paz. This is dedicated to them and also to Doña Anita Ulloa, who recently also passed. Uh, it's been it's been a tough month. So in that in the in that spirit, you know, the, thank you for this and also good good goodbyes to my compadre Toby. Toby Martinez, who's in the hospital right now, and he's um, having health issues. So prayers to him. Once again, uh, 53rd Chicano Park Day celebration next Saturday. And I'm just going to add respect the park, respect the neighborhood, respect the volunteers, re respect the Chicano Park Steering Committee, and uh, everyone that day. Just appreciate the park and enjoy it and love it. And, and like, like, hopefully you get to see it in, in my eyes as a sacred place. With love and 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 just history, so much rich history in this park, it it, it says a lot. So hopefully, you come with that in mind and and enjoy it because it is going to be a beautiful commemoration of our parque. Thank you all for coming. Gracias. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's the X Men's Oldie Show. SoCal 